Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, 2 Samuel chapter 8, and today's title is, If the Lord is Your King. If the Lord is Your King. We talk a lot about times when we go through difficulties and, and all those kinds of things and what that looks like. There's also times when it is full steam ahead. God has done great things. We've been through battles. We're doing all those different things, and it is a, it is a mountaintop season in our life. And we're just going to celebrate that today because this is definitely a mountaintop season chapter for David. And before we do that, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you always like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on the podcast. And please go to the Bible Breakdown discussion on Facebook and join in with us. And man, the more we dig, the more we find. And what we're going to see today, if you have your Bibles, you want to open up with me to 2 Samuel chapter 8. One of the things we don't always like to do is, you know, we, we, we've been around people before. Maybe, maybe we have. That they just seem like they always got a brag on them. You know what I mean? They got a, they got a testimony, a bragamony, a boastimony, anything but a good testimony. You know, they just, they just love telling you about it. Man, let me tell you. I, mean, I don't want to be. I don't want to brag. And then what they do is they proceed to brag. <laughs> And so because of that, sometimes people don't always feel comfortable sharing their success stories because they feel like they're going to come off as low-key bragging or maybe high-key bragging. And I get that. But there's also times to realize, you know what? We have fought our battles. We have been through those storms. And we are now on the other side. And as we are on the other side, man, we just want to celebrate what the Lord is doing. And that is what this chapter is all about. God has brought David all these victories. David has now conquered Jerusalem. Jerusalem is now the capital of the city of David. And now God has spoken to him and he's saying, I'm going to give you a lasting dynasty. And so David is now saying, you know what? The Lord is with us. Let's move forward. So we're going to read this together today. And just celebrate with David as he is now firmly establishing what God has called him to do. So let's read this together. 2 Samuel chapter 8, verse 1 says this. After this, David defeated and subdued the Philistines by conquering Gath, their largest town. David also conquered the land of Moab. He made the people lie down on the ground in a row, and he measured them off in groups with the length of rope. He measured off two groups, and he executed for every other one he spared. The Moabites also were spared and as David's subjects, and he paid them tribute money. David also destroyed the forces of Hadadezer of Rehob the king of Zoab, and Hadadezer marched out uh, uh, marched out to the strength of his control. Wait, and he, <laughs> let me try that again because Hadadezer is really hard to say. Hadadezer marched out to strengthen his control along the Euphrates River. David captured 1,000 chariots and 7,000 charioteers and 20,000 foot soldiers. He crippled all of the charioteers' horses except enough for 100 chariots. Then the Armenians from Damascus arrived to help King Hadadezer. David killed 22,000 of them. Then he placed several army garrisons in Damascus, the Armenian capital, and the Armenians became David's subjects and paid him tribute money. So the Lord made David victorious wherever he went. David brought the gold shields of Hadadezer's office to Jerusalem, along with large amounts of bronze from Hadadezer's towns of Tobiah of Berthoah. When King Toa of Hamath 
heard of David and that he had destroyed the entire army of Hadadezer, he sent his son Joram to congratulate King David for his successful campaign. Hadadezer and Toah had been enemies and were often at war. Joram presented David with many gifts of silver, gold, and bronze. King David dedicated all these gifts to the Lord as he did with silver and gold from the other nations he had defeated, from Edom, Moab, Ammon, Philistia, and Amalek, and from Hadadezer's son of Roab, the king of Zobiah. So David became even more famous when he returned from destroying 18,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. He placed army garrisons throughout Edom, and all the Edomites became David's subjects. In fact, the Lord made David victorious wherever he went. So David reigned over all of Israel and did what was just and right for all his people. Joab, the son of Zariah, was commander of the army, and Jehoshaphat, son of Eluyod, was the royal historian. Zadok, the son of Atahum, and Ahimelech, the son of Abathar, were the priests. Zariah was the court secretary. Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, was the captain of the king's bodyguard. And David's sons served as priestly leaders. What I love about that is just full steam ahead. He's been through his battles. He's been through the things. Now it's time to move forward. What can we get out of this today? Before we end our time again, it's a very short chapter, but I want to give you something to think about today. What's stopping you from moving forward? I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what's happened. You know what I do know? Is that God's faithful. I do know that God qualifies the called. And I don't know what God's called you to do. Maybe he's called you to stay and grow where you've been planted. Maybe he's called you to step up. Maybe he's called you to be the father, not just to your kids, but to other kids and be the father that they don't have. Maybe he's called you to be the mom, not just to your kids, but to some other kids who don't have a mom. Maybe he's called you to be a big brother or an uncle or an aunt. Maybe he's called you to step up and step into ministry. Maybe he's called you to go back to school or to finish that degree or stay in that job, even though maybe it's not the most pleasant place to be. I don't know what God's called you to do. What I do know is that he's qualified you and he will continue to qualify you as he has called you. So here's my question. What's stopping you from moving forward? David is moving forward. He's taking on everything that God has put in his hands to do. And if he hasn't put it in his hands, he's not doing it. And it says that he is doing what is just and right for his people. Can I encourage you today? Move forward. Don't let anything stop you. Let God be God in your life. Challenge yourself to take a next step and watch what God will do today. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for being with us and being for us. God, I don't know what you may be speaking to your people today to do. Maybe you're speaking them to stay, and that is the greatest act of faithfulness that they can do. Moving forward for them is no longer trying to find a way out, but instead find a way to dig deeper. But God, I trust that wherever you lead us, you will guide and provide. Lord, we trust you with all things today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Don't forget God's word in 2 Samuel chapter 7. Your house and your kingdom shall endure before me forever. God wants to make a lasting covenant with you. It doesn't just last for now, but it lasts for all eternity. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for 2 Samuel chapter 9.